Welcome to the Autism Mom MD podcast, where we discuss empowerment, growth, and inclusion for individuals with autism. And now, your host, Dr. Carol Balthazar. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Autism Mom MD podcast. Since this is the first podcast episode, I'd like to use this episode as an introduction. I'll be talking about my story and journey to Autism Mom MD and what this podcast is all about. I'm Dr. Carol Balthazar, but my patients call me Dr. B. I'm a wife, mom of three amazing kids, and an internal medicine physician. My oldest son, Ray, has Asperger's syndrome. Some people call Asperger's a mild or high-functioning form of autism, and individuals with Asperger's may have difficulties with social interactions and have repetitive behavior patterns and restricted interests. It used to be classified as a discrete disorder, but is now categorized as a form of autism spectrum disorder. My earliest recollection of his symptoms is when he was about two years old, and the word that comes to mind is focus. He would focus on certain ideas and topics, and it was very routine-oriented. For example, one day he took his collection of toy cars and lined them up carefully. I remember watching the focus he had in lining up those cars. There may have been about a 100 little toy cars, and my husband randomly took one of the cars out when he wasn't looking. And when my son came back to the cars, he immediately asked where the purple car had gone. And that was our first glimpse. Over time, we noticed that he was able to recall the details of certain situations and specific scenes in movies, stuff that I think kids would not normally hold on to in their memory bank. I honestly can't even begin to tell you how many times he's watched the Transformers movies. He loves Transformers. The funny thing is that a few months ago, I noticed that the DVDs to the Transformers movies were in a donation box, and I asked him if the movies were accidentally placed in the box or if he was just wasn't interested in the movies anymore. And his reply was, Mom, we have digital formats of the movies now. I don't know what I was thinking when I asked him that question, but I just had to giggle to myself. So before I begin talking about his journey through school, I just want to preface it by saying that we zigzagged our way through things. As you'll hear, we went from Catholic school to public school, back to Catholic school, and then now at a public university. Why, you might ask? It's because our son had different needs at the different stages of his childhood, and we just had to adjust based on those needs. When he started school, my husband and I decided to send him to Catholic school, and he was there from kindergarten through fourth grade. During kindergarten, his teachers began noticing issues with language arts and socialization skills. And during first grade, he underwent an educational assessment and a neurological evaluation. The findings were consistent with ADD and a mixed receptive expressive language disorder. We wanted to continue his Catholic education and struggled during the first or the next few years trying to coordinate bringing him to speech language therapists as well as trying different techniques at home. We were lucky to find Mr. Melkor, who was an invaluable tutor and mentor for our son because, overall, his elementary school just couldn't provide the accommodations and modifications that he needed to help him succeed. It was frustrating and exhausting for our son and the rest of the family. I was having a hard time finding the balance between work and family life. I was also starting to feel a lot of guilt for not being able to spend as much time with my younger kids. So by the time he was in the fourth grade, my husband and I could see that his self-confidence was starting to decrease. 
he started questioning why things that seemed so easy for his siblings and other kids took him longer to do. And this was a kid who enjoyed school and wanted to succeed. And it pained me to see my son feel this way. And then I met Marilyn, who would, be, who would become one of my best friends and raise advocate. And with her help and advice, we were able to take the next critical steps in helping him reach his potential. He underwent neuropsychological testing at Kennedy Krieger, and we received his diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome, as well as updated recommendations for accommodations based on his needs at that time. Our son began behavioral therapy, and he continued to see his tutor. Since the school couldn't provide the expertise and services he needed, we decided to transfer him to public school. The choice to transfer him took so long because, again, we wanted our son to, ha um, to have a Catholic education. He attended fifth grade and middle school through the public school system. And like any transition, this was an adjustment. However, we believe that this was the right choice for our son to receive the services he needed. I learned about the Individualized Education Plan, or IEP, process in the public school system and learned how to facilitate communication between his school and his behavioral therapist. I believe my husband and I, the teachers and therapists, were aligned in our goals of helping our son achieve academic success. But this isn't to say everything was easy and smooth going. He struggled in the subject of language arts, word problems and math, and needed to work on socialization skills. There were days when we felt that for all the steps he took forward, he would take another step back. And some days we would be up until midnight helping him with homework. And when he would succeed and meet his goals, I had to fight to keep his accommodations during IEP meetings. I had to stress the fact that his success in school and increased self-esteem and confidence were evidence of his IEP accommodations working for him. But with time, despite the hardships, I started feeling like I was no longer alone and finally felt like there was a whole team working towards his success. I saw it during school IEP meetings, his sessions with his behavioral therapist, and his performance in and out of school. Things seemed to be moving forward for a while until we met with his high school at his uh, high school transition meeting. I asked him to kind of lay out a map of high school and life after high school as best they could. Let me tell you, it wasn't hopeful or bright. And that's when I was told that maybe community college would be good enough for him. The message I was hearing was, we're going to lower the achievement goals because he probably won't get very far anyway. So despite the fact that the IEP was proven to be working for our son, it became clear that the public high school in our district couldn't provide the same level of support and services that he needed at that time. So when our son started seventh grade, I started looking to possible choices for high school education. I considered public school and private schools. And I heard a lot of great things about a specialized program for kids with learning differences at one of the Catholic high schools in our area. After going to the open house and a shadow visit, my son made the decision to apply to that high school. His experience at his high school was life-changing for him and our whole family. It was a supportive environment for our son to grow academically, socially, emotionally, and spiritually. He realized that there is no wrong way about the way he learns, but rather that's just his way of learning. He gained confidence to trust in himself, search himself, and say it's okay to do things his way. He was excelling in school and even had time to enjoy extracurricular activities. The extracurricular activities were 
actually really huge because in the past he didn't even have time for them because of behavioral and speech language therapy sessions and tutoring. Currently, our son no longer needs uh, speech language therapy, and he has been able to implement the coping skills from his behavioral therapist and sees her now on an as-needed basis. One of the biggest things I wanted to impart to my son during high school years was to teach him more life skills and how to advocate for himself. And so he learned to be accountable, which empowered him to advocate for himself. I started feeling some freedom from all the weight I had been carrying over the years. There were many times in the past where I was worried about him getting into a college and his future prospects. I'm proud to say that he graduated high school with honors in 2019 and began college in the fall of 2019. He has faced challenges and knows there will be more challenges to come, but he knows that he can tackle the challenges with the coping skills and strategies he's learned. College was a dream that has become a reality. Don't get me wrong, I'm still active in my son's life, and I continue to help guide him as he's transitioning into adulthood. I believe the challenges people with disabilities face are lifelong, and the protection of their rights needs to be long-term. I've always wanted to become involved in some capacity to be a voice for parents of kids who are on the spectrum. So I made a promise to myself and my son that when he graduates from high school, I would become more involved in advocacy. I'm an appointed member of the Maryland Behavioral Analyst and Advisory Committee, and I'm also in the Maryland Partners in Policymaking Program, which is a year-long program that prepares adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and parents of children with intellectual and developmental disabilities to be effective advocates at local, state, and national levels. Through the program, I've met and learned from so many extraordinary advocates doing extraordinary work, and you'll get a chance to meet some of my new friends in my upcoming episodes. My biggest fear as a parent has been, will my son be okay when my husband and I are no longer alive? And then I take a step back, breathe, and remind myself, what is fear? Fear is false evidence appearing real. I remind myself that I am an expert on my son, and he is an expert on himself. Just like you, you are your child's best advocate. Or if you have autism, you are your best advocate. There are resources out there to help guide us. I believe the more knowledge and resources we have, the better we can serve as an advocate for ourselves as well as others. I looked back at my application for the Partners in Policymaking class before I recorded this intro. And I wrote, if I had my wish, the ideal day for a student or an adult with a developmental disability is one in which the individual embraces his or her disability and has the self-esteem and skill set to deal with the challenges of a new day. The individual would be empowered with knowledge on how to advocate for himself or herself. And that's still my wish. I love learning, sharing knowledge and information, and connecting with people and being able to help them. And those are some of the reasons why I became a doctor. And that's what led me to create the Autism Mom MD Facebook group and the Autism Mom MD podcast. I want to build a community that could not only serve as a resource for parents, caregivers, and individuals with autism, but also as a platform where stories could be heard. Stories like I've heard that have motivated and inspired me to become a better advocate for my son and others. Individually, we don't have it all figured out, but there's always someone out there who is several steps further than you or is where you want to be. 
there is strength in vulnerability, and that is the power of building a community of like-minded individuals. On the Autism Mom MD podcast, you can look forward to episodes where I'll have guests who will share their different expertise and rich experiences. The guests will range from people who are experts in their field to the people who live it daily, the parents, caregivers, and individuals who have autism. Hopefully, this will have a positive impact for those of you who feel like you're facing these challenges on your own. And on this journey, we'll pave the way for empowerment, growth, and inclusion of individuals with autism so that everyone can live out their best life possible. Thank you so much for listening to this entire first episode. I know you're busy and your time is precious. It's been my pleasure to be here with you and begin this journey of the Autism Mom MD podcast. Take care and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Autism Mom MD podcast. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend, spread the word and leave a review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, please join our Facebook group, Autism Mom MD, or visit us on the web at www.autismmommd.com.